everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, it is a day that we talk about the waiver wire. I used to get excited for this, but I feel like these Yahoo players, whoever they are, are getting better at this. And it kind of is disappointing for me because it kind of takes some of the fun out away out uh, away from talking about these players. Because I don't know, I feel like there's just so many times we're talking about players that well just don't seem that fun. That's a good thing. Like that that means that the uh, the body politic of fantasy basketball is getting better at playing fantasy basketball. And I think that's what we're trying to achieve here, right, Tyler? We we do want I personally do want all these leagues to be more competitive. I enjoy winning as much as the next guy, but it's much more satisfying to win when you're playing as people who know what they're doing versus just a bunch of schmucks who quit in December or don't understand why players like, you know, Terry and Prince are actually good instead of bad. True, true, true. Sure, why with Terry and Prince there, but uh, that's who I went with. Oh, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of these Tarian Prince types where in, in the past people can't see that – people can't look past their warts to see that they're, you know, producing well across the board. Yeah, I don't know. It's just crazy to me. Man, I think there's like, a threshold, actually. I think there's a threshold where it's like if you're scoring like 12 points, people really don't like you. I never thought about that. I think it's a uh, points thing because, like, everyone loves those counting stats. And if they see this guy scoring like 11 points – they don't care if he's getting a steal and, and two three pointers in those eleven block and like you know, those in those uh in those eleven points don't that's all they see like they just like Dario Saric is fine he gets a steal he gets six rebounds but he scores eleven points a game no one cares he's get two three two three pointers eleven points a game nobody cares he's uh, he's rostered in fifty four percent of leagues and then when I was just gonna mention this to you like this you know. It used to be the under 50, like the just under 50 were the interesting people. Now it's like the 60 to 50%. Like it is littered with names right now that I'm like, ooh, now that is an interesting player. Torian Prince is one of those names, right? 57%. Torian Prince should be like 75% owned at least. He's the 106th ranked player according to Yahoo. I'm looking at it right here on the season. In hashtags rankings, he's probably even higher than that because he was right around 100 when I did my column a couple weeks ago, and he was the lead as far as the guy that should be picked up the most. He was actually owned in under 50% of leagues then, so at least some people have picked him up. A few more. But yeah, Torian Prince is a guy, like, unless it's like an 18 league, shouldn't Torian Prince be on every roster? Torian Prince is currently on the hashtag uh, basketball's rankings 111th, and I do feel like, well, he's playing 30 minutes a game, and I do feel like he's had a semi-slow start but he's hitting almost three three-pointers a game or yeah almost three three-pointers a game getting six rebounds and like i said 13 points and a steal if you're just going county numbers like you're in a head-to-head league the percentage is really what's holding him back shooting 41.7 and 70 from the free throw line now there's not like a ton of ton of volume there but i, I mean if you take out the percentages that number is going to skyrocket because those i mean both those are, are negatives obviously so he's going to vault up there fairly quick you take out those percentages I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, Tyler. I'm going to take out the percentages. Terry and Prince, 82nd overall without the percentages. And, 
And that's what I mean. So you care, you know, you care about, you know, just the counting stats. You're in a head-to-head league. Like, the dude's producing some really good counting stats. And so, yeah, I mean, pick him up for sure. There's a lot of guys here. Your boy Rashawn Holmes is a guy I want to ask you about. I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Rashawn Holmes. I, uh, I definitely said go and get that guy when uh, Marvin Bagley went out. And I, I was actually li- – I'm actually a little shocked that the Kings continue – to go with him because I actually was like I don't think they're going to be smart enough. I don't think the Kings are going to be smart enough to go with Holmes. And uh, let me just pull up uh, Rashard Holmes here. If you don't care about percentages, he's still standard league relevant at one thirty six. And I kind of need to look at in he's reality. I need to look third yeah. with the percentages factored in because he's shooting sixty three, which is obviously one of the best in the league. I want to look. I want to look at his like percentages for like right now like i for the season to be 93rd is pretty impressive but over the last couple weeks he uh, he's he's pretty much a top 100 player oh here's my question when bagley comes back that's coming up what maybe mid mid december is that is that the kind of the timeline we're looking at i'm blanking yeah i think it's late december okay so we got a while yet still then right i mean like it's not like it's coming up tomorrow but early december um, early December, but it's a fractured thumb. So yeah, I'm guessing mid, mid December. I, I was thinking around mid December. Now, obviously we still got a month, which isn't forever, but it, it's a good amount of time. Obviously there's still minutes to play there, right? I mean, if you're starting and he's been playing around 30 minutes a night since, since he's gone out, I believe you could, you probably fact check me on that. I think he's been taking Dwayne Dedman's minutes and uh, they could throw, Bagley back in at the four and still play Holmes at the five. That's kind of what I'm thinking. And obviously, you know, you'd have to play a little less Harrison Barnes and a little less Bielitsa and and things like that, which might not be something that they super want to do. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. They've been winning a lot of games with the Sean Holmes playing. I can tell you that because they were trash at the beginning and now they've actually, you know, won some games and kind of got back in it a little bit. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what kind of minutes Rashawn Holmes plays and, you know, where where he kind of sits. But right now, he should definitely be able 29.2 minutes over the Kings' last nine games. He's 12.2 points, nine rebounds, and 1.4 blocks with good percentages. I mean, 64 and 76. So, yeah, I mean, definitely someone worth owning. And that 76 is only on, like, two attempts per game, so it's not going to kill you if you care about your percentages. Here's here's my take on uh, on Holmes, right? Let me let me hear your feedback on this idea. Only rostered in fifty six percent of leagues, so right away, guys, he he should be picked up on a team. But let's say he is rostered in one of your teams, Marvin Bagley, probably coming back early December. Early December is actually right around the corner, Tyler. I'm really surprised that this season is moving quicker than I'd like. And um, that person who is currently rostering Holmes. Might be interested in being like, oh, okay, I, uh, Bagley's coming back. I got to get rid of him. Well, because he's not going to play. He's not going to play because Bagley's going to come back and take all his minutes. Well, I actually think Holmes has got a, a place on this team. It might be worth you throwing one of your end of, like an end of the bench or a guy you picked up for streaming this week and say, say, all right, let's see if I can just get Holmes for nothing because that guy's looking to get rid of him anyway because Bagley will be back and he's going to lose all his value. So he's either going to drop him, at least he'll get something back on the uh, on the trade and you might end up with a guy who ends up stick, sticking on your roster what do you think of that what do you think of that idea i don't hate it i mean you're looking you know in 26 minutes a game he's if he's the 93rd ranked player like there's a path for him to play 26 minutes on this team and 
Obviously, you know, when Bagley comes back, it'll be more of a matchups thing. Like, I don't think he'll play 26 minutes every game. But I think, you know, in a, in a lot of matchups, they can use Holmes, and Holmes is playing well. And so, yeah, I, I don't hate that idea. Uh, here's a, a stat, and some people hate this, right? Like, individual game plus minuses, because it can be a little bit wonky. But the Kings lost early on, right? And now they've started doing some winning. And I mentioned that nine-game sample size, he's been a negative in the plus-minus two times. Take that for what it's worth. Like, you know, looking at that over a long stretch, you can kind of go, well, he's helping us win, right? Because every time he's on the floor, we seem to be doing better than the other team. I like that idea. I think that's, um, I think it's good to, the Kings are going to, going to use him. Like, I just, I just think it's, it's a good idea to get him on your roster, especially right now since Bagley's out. But once Bagley comes back, I think it might be good to swindle the person who owns Holmes right now and see if he can get, you know, something for nothing. And worst case scenarios, you, you got nothing for nothing. But uh, best case scenarios that you got a guy who's now a staple on your roster. Let's let's look at a couple other of these players here that are owned in less than sixty percent of leagues. One of those guys is a is someone who was in your weekly column, Tyler, that you have over on hashtagbasketball.com, who is the sponsor of the show, along with Draft.com. Draft.com, one of my favorite places to play daily fantasy instead of just picking a bunch of random guys who like cost a arbitrary amount of money. You're actually drafting against other people every single night, and the best team wins. You you will not have the same roster as somebody else. You will be specifically going up against. You can do head to head. You can do three, five, six teams, eight teams. I think it's like eight's like the max. Uh, and I've been doing pretty well over there. I think if you're good at fantasy basketball, you would be better if you're not like very lucky at daily fantasy but you like to gamble and you're good at regular fantasy basketball, I'd actually recommend draft.com. I, I do much better in that than I do in daily. And if you use a promo code HTB hashtag basketball, you'll get a free entry to your first draft. So go check out draft.com. You go to check out hashtag basketball where Tyler, you talk about Daniel house jr. Currently ranked 69th, a very nice ranking on hashtag basketball. He's not owned in 50% of leagues, uh, or maybe he just scraped above the 50. No, he's 44%, 44%. And I mean, I, I mean, we talked about this, you know, over the weekend. Like, I just, I don't understand. Like, he's injured right now, he's missed a couple games. But other than that, like, I don't know why people aren't owning house. I get the percent, or the, the defensive stats look a little bit fluky, right? But other than that. I just, I don't get it. I just don't understand. Like, House is putting up great numbers. And we talk about this a lot. Like, you know, ride the hot hand, man. Like, if he's playing well and, you know, you can have him, get him, and, and own him and help, let him help your team. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why, why we're hating on House. He came back tonight. I said that that was probably going to happen. He had 11 points, six rebounds, four assists, three steals for the Rockets, and three three pointers, 34 minutes. Let me throw out some numbers out here of other people who I, I just I, it baffles me that they are either close to or more rostered than Daniel house. Let me start with Enos cancer. What are you doing? What are you guys doing? Justice Winslow. Okay. Good job. I guess like, I don't know what's going on there. Thomas Sanaransky, Thad young, all those guys more rostered than Daniel house at 44%. Even mellow is at 40%. So like, has, I don't know what that's about. That's the even that's the weirdest number I've seen tonight. Uh, is, is he actually on Portland yet? 
on on Yahoo because last last I looked, he was still in Chicago. It said Chicago by Carmelo Anthony's name. Chicago, Chicago could use Carmelo Anthony because they are hot trash. Absolutely, it still says trash. it, and I don't even understand that because did he get traded to the Bulls in that Rockets thing? Is that why? And then the Bulls cut That's, him. Yes. Uh, okay. That was the okay. last team he was on. It was the Chicago Bulls. Well, but he did not last team he played for was the Rockets. That's why I was like slightly confused by it. Like, wait, why is that say? Well, actually, I think he left the Rock. He got traded to another team before he got traded to the Bulls after the Rockets. Oh, so it was one of those things where like you got a contract, so we just like start shuffling you all over the place. So there are a a couple of players in this range that are actually ranked right now inside the top one hundred. Would you like to chat about these players? Because I am interested in what your take on some of these players are. And some of these players might be kind of deep cuts. I don't know. You might not be super expecting to hear some of these names. So that's a fair warning. Fair warning, Michael. Let's throw them at me. I want to, I want to, let's get into it. Okay. So you mentioned Mr. Daniel House, right? He is, he is in there, number 69. Another man who is in hashtag basketball's rankings. Let me find him here because I'm almost positive he is in the top 100. Yes, number 88, Nemanja Bialica for the Sacramento Kings. Another king playing well in the absence of Mr. Marvin Bagley. Yes, uh, Bialica is someone who should be playing a lot more minutes, in my opinion. I, I think he's a pretty good uh, just all-around basketball player. Like, I think he's very solid. He's been ultra-efficient from the field not from the free throw line but i think this is someone who will kind of um he will lose he will lose his value he's more likely to lose his value in my opinion than richard holmes once bagley comes back so to me this is a ride the hot hand not a rest of the year type of rostered player fair fair but it's worth mentioning that he's number 88 okay this one interests me a little bit because this one might have some staying power mr mo Wagner for the Wizards, 89th in hashtag basketball's ranking, owned in a whopping 28% of Yahoo leagues. Really? That's it? That's it, man. Shooting 63% and 80% from the free throw line, hitting you 1.23, scoring you 12 points, getting you 5.6 rebounds and a block. Well, I mean, that's not sustainable. But there are minutes to go around in Washington. So this one's a little bit of a, I think this is a little bit of a tough one. That's kind of what I'm thinking. And this is an interesting guy that maybe, you know, he's producing well in 18 and a half minutes. Obviously they like to play him as a center, I think. And that's why his minutes are, are down considerably is, you know, they're kind of playing him as the backup five behind uh, Thomas Bryant. That's what I've seen in the, the, the few Wizards games I've seen. Yahoo lists him as a power forward. So that's odd, but okay. But it it looks to me like he's he's another one of these guys that we talk about that this really helps their field goal percentages. All the attempts are in the paint or behind the three point line, and he's a fairly good three point shooter. So that's that's positive. This could be a kind of a sneaky little lad, man. He starts playing, you know, they like start playing those two together. Some he starts playing like twenty twenty five minutes. This could be a guy who sneaks into that back end of the top one hundred just by. You know, scoring you 12 points and hitting a couple threes and getting you half a block or, you know, three quarters of a block. Like, if that number goes down a little bit and he's giving you like three quarters of a block a game, that's still fairly valuable. Like, not that many guys are blocking a ton of shots. It has a really good situation, I think, because Washington is volatile. Anything can really 
end up happening there in my opinion like they're just like it could go any which way for the rest of the season with this team and his per minute stats are fantastic it is a very small sample size only 11 games i just think like i don't know if i could burn an entire permanent roster spot okay here's a question how deep would the league have to be for you to burn uh like okay this is a 14 team league this is a 16 team league i i'm going for him He's out there. I'm going for it. Like twelve is too shallow because he would be. I would probably stream him more in a in a in, a, in like a twelve team league, simply because like was if I'll have him on my off and on on my team. It's not like he's being picked up by too many other people at this point. So I feel a little bit safer of getting him back on the waiver wire and being able to pick him up uh, whenever I feel like it. And then if something happens where he gets a big boost in minutes or Washington makes a trade or whatever. Then suddenly, I, he's already on my team anyway because I've been streaming him. Great. 14-team league, I think he has to be on a roster, and I, I, I want to keep him up there. And I, I really do think it makes a, it does make a huge difference just to get 28 more guys off the board. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, enough about him. What about Mr. Josh Hart? Now, he's injured. He's missed the last four games, but he is the 68th-ranked player only playing 28 minutes a game in Yahoo's ranks. And if we flip over to hashtag basketball, he's 74th. So he's doing a lot of things. And I was hearing some people who thought maybe he was going to be kind of on the outside looking in of the rotation to begin the season. And he's obviously had a, a pretty hot start in the games that he's played. So thoughts on him moving forward. I mean, this thing doesn't sound super serious, right? Like he's got a knee injury, but it doesn't sound terrible, terrible, bad. Like, I mean, he gets, he's been out for the last four games. I'm not sure. I mean, it doesn't sound like he's going to miss like weeks and weeks, though. He might be out for another week or two at the, the maximum. I think it's less than a week at this point. It might be a slow ramp up back, I guess. But like, I don't, I don't, I don't think I have any problems with him, like injury wise. What I have a problem with is like, he's 25. So we could see him moving up a little bit in, uh, in production. I don't, I don't trust his steal numbers. He's getting a half a steal more than he usually does. He's also shooting very well compared to last year. Shooting 46%. He only shot 40% last year. Though the, the, the season before that, he was shooting 46 So, like, small sample size for career. Uh, I still i am a little untrustworthy of both his free throw and his field goal percentage. I'm untrustworthy of his steal numbers. And I think the rest of the stats are, you know, fine once those things drop back down i'm not sure he's a 12 team rosterable player and on top of that let's say zion comes back and they want to I, I don't think he is part of well maybe he shoots three so maybe he is part of a, a zion designed team but the usage goes down this usage isn't high but the usage goes down the minutes go down and then his percentages go down that's not a tall team player. I think this is kind of a get him on a roster right now while he has the opportunity when he's healthy, but not someone I, I want the rest of the season. I am with you on that. Here's one, and this one's actually owned a little bit more than uh, 60%, but PJ Washington is still only owned in 65% of leagues. I feel like that's a mistake. I feel like that number should be a good bit higher. Um, I feel like he's playing too well to for that to be so low. And I also feel like the opportunity is too good. Who else is playing? Like, he's going to play 30 minutes. 
So that's nice. He's looks like he has the skill. This is one of the things I look for in young players is has this guy put up a couple lines that make me go, oh, damn. And his 27, seven three-pointers with a steal and a block is pretty good. And 23 points with eight rebounds, three assists, also pretty good. He doesn't have like a holy shit Oladipo from five years ago line where you're like, whoa, Oladipo had 20, 11, and, and, and eight. So like his ceiling is definitely lower, but his usage is low. And he's already just like a, a very, very good shooter. And he's able to get you that steal. And I just, I feel like there's a lot of guys out there who are rostered who want to be doing the stuff that PJ Washington is doing. Yet PJ Washington is actually doing it. Oh, I'm with you there, 100%. I'm surprised that that number is so low. I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, maybe it's the whole Charlotte thing. Like, I, I get there's a lot of people playing fantasy basketball, probably haven't seen a Charlotte game all season. And that's fine. Like it's it's your decision and, and it's cool. And maybe you don't got the league pass. And obviously Charlotte's not really a fixture of the NBA TV, ESPN, you know, those, you know, and TNT, those national TV games. So you know, maybe that's part of the reason why uh, too, but that's another a good point to bring up maybe is like, you know, just like a, a regular NBA team, you can't leave any stone unturned. You can't say, Oh, well, I don't watch Charlotte. So I'm not going to pick up PJ Washington. Like, if you want to win the league, pick up P.J. Washington because he's good at basketball. I, I don't know why that number is so low. Tyler, I want to talk about some of the transaction trends on Yahoo over the last couple of days. A lot of ads coming. and let's, I, I want to get your take on whether these guys are potentially staples of a rest-of-the-season type of player or if they are just simply people being smart and having a nice short-term gain over this week. And I actually, I, I can answer the first one for you. They're taking your advice from your article, Tyler, you're, or they're listening to the podcast and they listen to the week five preview because Dario Sarge is one of the top ads this week with five games coming up. That is a very smart ad by the 5,000 or so people who added him the other day. But one of the big ads here is Nikel Alexander Walker after two big games when he played 30 minutes, 35 minutes, back-to-back, scoring a ton of three-pointers. A, a name that people were really, really excited about, a player they were very, very excited about going into the season, and then he just he didn't play. He's not playing any minutes. Suddenly, he's getting a ton of minutes. I really love seeing the fact that, like, all right, he got the chance to play 30-plus minutes, and he's, like, scoring, and he's good at basketball. But this seems like a, just a opportun, opportunistic time to play Alexander Walker with Brandon Ingram out, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, as we were just talking about, out. What do you think about Alexander Walker for the rest of the season? Yeah, no, I just don't think there's any real viability to hold this guy when those guys start coming back, just because there's so there's so many people on that team that, that deserve minutes. And, you know, we talked about uh, J.J. Redick, another guy who's had a couple great games, and a lot of it's because he's actually getting those opportunities. He's getting more minutes. He's getting more playing time. And the whole reason he's not, he wasn't, is, you know, they just have so many people. Like, if you look, okay, so they play tomorrow. They play on Tuesday, right, probably when you're listening to this. And if you look at their injury report, so this is their official injury report from NBA.com at 8.30 p.m. on Monday. Listed as out already for this game against Portland. Derek Favors, Josh Hart, Darius Miller, Zion Williamson, Jaleel Okafor, doubtful, questionable, Lonzo Ball, Frank Jackson, 
and Brandon Ingram. So, you know, there's that's most of their team. And so we saw a guy like another guy who's getting picked up in here, Jackson Hayes. Sure, if you want to pick up Jackson Hayes and they'll kill Alexander Walker because, you know, you see a good opportunity against Portland on Tuesday or, you know, maybe, you know, whatever games they play the rest of this week, fine. But when those guys start coming back, I think, you know, it's been clear that Alexander Walker is going to play like 10, 15 minutes, and that's just not going to be enough. So, yeah, I'm fine with now. And the same thing with Jackson Hayes. I'm fine with right now if those guys are out, do it. But when those guys come back, you, you don't have anything. Like this is a guy you're going to end up dropping because he just can't – he can't produce in 15 minutes. He just can't. And no one really can, right? No, there's very few people. There are very, very few people. We've I think we've kind of talked about those people in the past. Yeah, Alexander Walker without the without the minutes just could be someone who isn't who shouldn't be uh, rostered. A lot of people picked up Carmelo Anthony. I don't know what's going on there. That's weird. There's no way he's he wasn't fantasy relevant like for the last like two and a half years. I just don't know. He's not going to play thirty plus minutes on the, on Portland. Here's the thing: like in his best Carmelo Anthony right now, what is he? He's thirteen or fourteen points and two two and a half three points. He's Jordan Clarkson. He's those guys we talk about pretty much every week. Like there's a bunch of these guys on the waiver wire that get you a bucket and hit some three points. He's that. Like, why are you picking him up and holding him? Just stream any one of those five players that are out there that you can just go, oh, okay, you know, tonight this guy's playing. I'll have him, you know, and then oh Carmelo's playing. Okay, I'll have him. And then yeah, like I don't I don't get why anyone's picking up and holding Carmelo at this point. I'm interested to see if he does play on Tuesday. You know what I mean? Just just to see what he looks like, right? Because we've seen Carmelo be good, and, and obviously it's been a while. It's been a while since we've even seen Carmelo play, for that matter. But it, it interests me just to, to see and see if he fits, right? Like, fitting on a team is part of basketball, too, and maybe something that doesn't get talked about enough is like, you know, you got to be part of a team. You can't just be going rogue out there. And so we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's going to be – interesting and we talked about this in a little bit before the show started like that Portland team's got to get on track in a hurry man because they're slipping in that western's reference common standings and you know you get too far behind it's it's a road to hoe to catch up and then the same thing with the spurs man spurs lost their sixth straight game on monday so it's be interesting to see if those two teams can get back in it and i'm not betting against pop or damian lillard quite yet but the hole's getting deeper i'm betting against either one of them one of the other big pickups here in the Yahoo Leagues, Frank Kaminsky, limited minutes, did get a few extra minutes here in the last few games, played uh, fairly decently. This could be a Phoenix Suns are playing five games pickup here with Frank Kaminsky, but uh, I, I, I'm a little surprised he's like the number one guy today other than that that five-game stretch for this week. Yeah, because, I mean, what is Frank doing that's, excite exciting you like he's hit a couple three-pointers in the last few games but there was a nice you know six game stretch where he didn't hit a three-pointer he's getting you like six rebounds but that's not 10 rebounds and it's not like he's scoring a ton of ton of points like okay i mean if you want to pick up frank kaminsky fine but i i don't even know like off i'm fine streaming him in the sense that they're playing a ton but other than that, yeah, I don't, I don't super get that one. I mean, not when you can have Saric or you can have. There's some actually some other interesting guys on this, like Eric Pashal, right? Like still playing really good. Daniel House, who we talked about, Nick Batum. Just surprised me, Nick Batum was on here, just in the sense that 
feel like Nick Batum's a, a very good and usually underrated basketball player. Yes, he's always underrated, but he's also almost always hurt. The last guy I got on here is someone we've been talking about for the rest of the year. And it seems like he is starting to feel more comfortable playing the game of basketball, which is very positive for Markel Fultz. Over the last few weeks, he is a standard league 12-team rosterable player and only playing 24, 25 minutes a game. Over the last couple games, though, has actually been scoring, hitting some threes. And he's only not gotten a steal in three games this season. He's played in every game, and all three of those games where he did not get one steal were in the first week and a half of basketball. So since November 2nd, he has gotten a steal or more in every single game he's been in. And I feel like uh, last time I checked, steals are pretty valuable, Tyler. Yeah, I mean, I think we talked about this all the way back at the beginning of the season, like before the season started. Like, Marco Fultz is going to figure it out this year, I think. You know, I, I think we, we saw a little bit in the preseason and just in the in the buildup that he had kind of worked on his shot again and he would kind of gotten a little bit more confident. And I think that was a lot of it was just a – he lost a little bit of confidence, and so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a big Markel Fultz fan. I'm rooting for Markel Fultz to to find it again. I think I still think it's only goes up from here. Like, as crazy as that seems, like I could see him, you know, getting 27, 28 minutes a game. You know, I don't I don't know that he's gonna get the like 35 because I think the Magic like DJ Augustine. I think DJ Augustine, you know, helped them get to the playoffs last year. I think he's proven to them that. You know, he's a valuable basketball player. So he's going to have a nice, nice role there of like, you know, 22, 24, 26 minutes. But, you know, Fultz is going to take the rest and maybe they play those two together a little bit. And yeah, I mean, would it be, would it shock you at the end of the season if we're looking up and Fultz is averaging like 28 minutes a game? He's getting you like 12, 13, 14 points. He's getting you like four and a half, five assists. He's getting you like four rebounds. He's getting you like a steal and a half. None of that would surprise me. This is definitely going to be one of those when we uh, talk about like our thirds of the season, like, you know, this, when we go into the second third of the season, I feel like we're going to be talking a lot about Markel Fultz. And then that, that weird, like last year of the season where all these other weird names come up, I, I feel like he's going to be a much, much better player during that period of time. Your friends at Basketball Reference got two very interesting nicknames for Markel Folds. I'm not sure I understand either. Is one of them the the yips? Uh, one of them is Quick Wash. I get that. I'm not sure I follow. And the other one is Keeley. K-E-L-L-E. I, I, that's how I would say that. I'm not sure how, how they're pronouncing hey, that. There's, Markel, there's no Kelly. 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 Okay, I get that. Like, Kelly? Mark Kelly? That's not a real. That's not really a nickname. It's like, it's like calling Short someone like. Of, yeah, yeah like, that's like calling you if your name's Bobbert or Robert. That's like calling you Rob. Like that's not, that's uh, not a nickname. It'd yeah, be like calling him Bob. Mark. Like his nickname is yeah, Mark. Yeah, I, I'm not. But like quick wash, I don't get that. Maybe someone can clue uh, me in on on what that is. Is like you, once you get the guy who does the nicknames for Basketball Reference, we will ask him. You got to. We got to get like a top twenty. Uh, questions for the guy from basketball. If we send those top 20, so if you, listeners, you got a question for the basketball reference nickname guy, send them in. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter so they can send them to you so you can send it to the basketball reference guy? 
Wait, 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 wait. I got one last thing I wanted to ask you about. You were probably you were probably not watching this game, but I was. Um, did you by chance on Sunday, the Hawks played the Lakers. I believe it was the last game on. Um, the Lakers won in a blowout. Did by chance you catch this game? I was in the bed. Or actually, I was probably watching Watchmen, which is a fantastic show on HBO. Go, go check out the Watchmen. <laughs> Plug for HBO. The Hawks put in a guy who has just an amazing hairdo. And I am envious of it. So he is a two-way player for them. His name is Charlie Brown Jr. No, he's not the guy from the Peanuts. And you just got to like Google him. Check out that hairdo. I am I'm envious of it. I, I just want everyone to check it out because it, it, it made my day. Go check that out. And check out Tyler at Tyler P. Watts on Twitter or read his articles on Hashtag Basketball or send him questions for the basketball reference nickname guy once we finally get him on the show tyler i'm expecting you to figure that out by the end of the season you can find me at watch the boxes on twitter if you like the show please rate review us or check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes where you will get exclusive quick hits when breaking news happens in the nba so you can better prepare your team because you got that exclusive content on patreon.com slash watching the boxes and if you like to do daily fantasy, but you're not very good at it, check out draft.com. It's just a much better way of playing uh, daily fantasy. And I'm I'm not very good at regular daily, but I'm pretty decent at draft.com, Tyler. Pretty decent. I don't know about all that, Michael, now. Come on. I'm up. I'm up money, and usually when I'm gambling, that is not true. So I'll, I'll take it. I'm up money on the season for now until I get real cocky and then bet a bunch of money and then lose it all. But yeah, draft.com. Use the promo code H. TB helps out the show and you get a free entry to your first draft. I think that's it, Tyler. We will catch you later for buy low, sell high for week five very, very soon. Have a great night, everybody. <laughs>